0: Mathilde Billet speaking, I'm a French architect specializing in reuse practices in the urban construction field. During this podcast, I'm going to share with you my experience of residing at the Villa Albertine 2023 in Portland, Oregon. The Donuts Day refers to the Donut Theory. It deals with urban planning, reuse, not recycling, by sharing life experiences, conversations and personal thoughts. Here we go. I'm Mathilde. I'm an architect who's been working for Bellastock for the last seven years. And after having had a rather classic career past, I choose to completely change direction, a bit like an epiphany, it's true, to think that I can't work like this anymore. I really need to do something I can believe in, that I can put my own mind and body into. So it's been now seven years since I started working on reuse practices in the building sector. And that hasn't been a single day where I've dubbed what I was doing, probably avoided a lot of eco-anxiety. And it gave me a great reason to wake up every morning. So recently, I had the opportunity to apply for a residency and I quickly started researching on which city in US would be interesting to study in order to build bridges between French and American innovative methods about reuse practices in the building sector. I was able to contact Dave Benink, who strongly recommended going to Portland, Oregon, because it was one of the pioneering cities in the States. So I started doing a little bit of research on this city, which I found really, really interesting. I was sure that there was something I could find there. The last seven years in France have been pretty intense in terms of work to me. So, you know, it was also an occasion to step back and see how things were being done elsewhere. So what am I going to do in Portland, Oregon? Interviewing stakeholders, meeting people, having a chat, something I really love doing. And I just generally go with the flow, which is why I don't yet know what's going to be happening for the next month and a half. Yes, it's exciting. I will be starting my residency in San Francisco because in Portland, there is no Villa Albertine residence. I've got a couple of days here which I'll make the most of meeting up with some of the local stakeholders. Um, and I'm the first resident of the Villa Albertine in 2023. So they've got to organised an opening night in which I get interviewed in front of an assembly. Uh, it's a way to kick things off. So here I am in the bus on my way to meet up with Christopher Renro, who's got a farm in south of San Francisco. And this will be the occasion for me to see how he get his two activities, designer and farmer, to articulate together around his vineyard that he set up along the freeway. It turns out you will also be taking part in the Villa Albertine opening night. It will be taking place in the very secret Vita Brevis club. Christopher, you... uh, the meeting point know. with Christopher ah, okay. is on an enormous uh, boulevard uh, in the uh, south of San Francisco with, with the motorway junction. Uh, the the so I'm really wondering if I am in, the, in the right case. place. <laughs> yeah, so this is the park. Wow. Yeah, so. That's so nice.
1: Yeah, when I see this place, I think that this can be the idea all around the city. When I look at this space, I see uh, something like Golden Gate Park being able to have a small piece of it used towards something like this. You know, imagine if everyone in that neighborhood knew that they could walk through at night, grab vegetables, fruit, whatever, flowers, and go home and make dinner. And same thing, imagine if you were able to employ people from the neighborhood or from the city that wanted to do that work to feed their community and give them jobs. We just waste. Everything's about waste. Everything is about waste. Everything from food, everything from relationships, time, it's all wasted. Why are we not using the hillside? (laughs) So I put a vineyard up there, you know? So it's four rows, that mirror four rows of freeway to show the juxtaposition of, like, what you can actually do with uh, time and space. You know what I mean? Like, these cars all seem like they're going somewhere important, but it's like they're probably just going to go have to make money. You know what I mean? Or spend money. And it's crazy. With this, you just basically have peace and nature and at the end of the day di- like when it's ready, it'll grow something that'll be able to like bring people together to drink it to be happy. Which is a bigger story. Yeah.
0: Do So just to help paint the scene, imagine the highway behind me that's making a horrific noise with in front of me a little green haven, a sunny hillside in California. He's got vineyard running all the way up to the top, a neat little vegetable patch at the bottom surrounded with orchards and beautiful blossoming flower beds, some of which he picks out to let me test. All of this is in the public garden, open to the locals, and all the fruits and vegetables can be hand-picked for free by anyone who cares to visit. Speaking of which, I can see two of the locals' neighbors plowing the garden.
1: So basically, this group of people called the Friends of Alamani Farm, they came together, they jumped the fence, they started guerrilla gardening a long time ago. But the the thing is, is there was already a black community here mm-hmm. farming it too. So it's one of these things that people only see what the white farmers have done because of the organization and everything and building it up. But these people were already here doing that work. You know, some of the old grandmas here were using this land and planting food also. So when I see it, I think about it differently because... This farm right here, this is their land. Like, technically, this is the project housing, the poor uh, people's Mm -hmm. housing, this is on their property, like, legally. And same thing with the greenhouse over there, Mm -hmm. that's on their property. But when you look at it, there's a giant fence, and it doesn't look friendly. You know what I mean? So it's this idea of, like, who do we make space for?
0: Mm -hmm. Through this project, It's an opportunity for Christopher to involve children and families in something different than what society might let them think in terms of becoming a profession. It's the opportunity to show them that they can also be agents of change and get involved within the community. Once a month, he organizes a meal with one of his friends where they cook all the vegetables and fruit from the garden. He tells me that he knows everyone here, the families, children, and once again for him, it's an opportunity to send messages.
1: You know, so my goal is to be here, to, to inspire youth to want to be back on the land, to take their power back, to be able to also like, realize that being outside is like a privilege, and everybody can do it. But it's 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 told to you in different ways, you know. Like in America, young black kids don't want to farm because it's attached to slavery, but that's not their fault. So in a way, it's like a it's like a catch-22. It's a trick. It's like a, if they don't wake up to the idea that nobody else feels that way, and if they don't secure land or buy land or want to steward land, then people are going to look at them as littering, crime, ignorant. But you know what I mean? All of this stuff has to be changed in the mindset of like, no, you can save the planet too. You can be an inventor also. You can be an environmentalist. You can be an architect, a designer.
0: So why did I choose this podcast format? Well, actually, I liked the idea of bringing you along with me French and American ears to listen to how things are over here. And it's a way for me to share my experience and this great opportunity I've had. Thanks again to my partners, to the French Institute and to the Villa Albertine. And so, though, to be honest, I'm not used to doing podcasts. This is the first one i ever done. So one thing I can be sure of is that it will never be the same format. Don't expect anything standard like some of the podcasts you may be listening to already. I really want to make you feel how things are over here and let you imagine some of the things that I can see, the sound I can hear. And you know, I found this format rather interesting because it's short, generally around 10 minutes, but you never know. It would be such a surprise for me as for you. One last thing about the podcast. I choose to name it Donut Day in reference to an economy theory which was developed by Kate Ross. She no longer talks about economic growth and decrease, but instead refers to generative prosperity. She created a diagram to illustrate the theory, which looks like a donut, where the outer circle represents planetary boundaries and the inner circle is social boundaries. So how do we satisfy at the same time societal needs such as health equality, mental well-being and planetary boundaries with its environmental ceilings? I like how she talks about prosperity and regeneration because I found her vision a lot more holistic than circular economy. In this way, I found it interesting to refer to this donut when talking about reuse practices in the building sector. The donut also happens to be a Portland, Oregon speciality called Vodou Donut, which I haven't tried yet, but uh, I guess I will love it. Anyways, all of this to tell you that I hope you enjoy the podcast and the next episode will be in Portland, of course. 22.
1: And not knowing what to do. I had just come out of love. I was hard and free. Out of town. up my mind, and if I had to be someone, I'd be the one for you, but I couldn't keep changing
0: Thank you to Christopher Renro and the Portland-based group heard in this episode, The Secret Beach. This podcast is produced by Mathilde Billet, edited by Pierre Roulet with the support of Villa Albertine.